What happens when water is exposed to EMF or wireless radiation? Here's something you may not know. Water is conscious and it responds vibrationally to whatever it is exposed to. At Omnia we've done an experiment where we froze and photographed three samples of water. Water which was not exposed to EMF radiation, the baseline, looked like this. Water which was exposed to an EMF field, a 5G radiation field in fact, looked like this. And water which was exposed to EMF that is balanced by the Omnia radiation balancer looked like this. See the difference? Remember, your body is 70% water. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Just a reminder to grab some tickets to our conference May 22nd through the 25th in Grafton, Illinois. Tickets are still available. On-site lodging is sold out, but that doesn't mean you can't come. There's plenty of areas and places to stay around there. And if you want to camp, there's plenty of camping on-site. Tickets are available for $344. The meal plans $250. Live stream tickets are $99. And day passes will be available as of April 1st for $88. All of that information is on the website, journeytotruthcon.com, and that link is below. And if you're looking to coordinate a ride or um, a room with somebody, you can get on the Telegram chat that's on the website and connect with people there, because there are people who are looking for roommates, just to let you guys know, take advantage of that if you need to. Um, without wasting any time, we're going to jump straight in tonight. We are with Mary Beaver. You may have seen some interviews with her, on, uh, I think with Dr. Sala and even James Rink. And uh, she has an incredible testimony. She has an entire family history of military <laughs> that ran in the family. So she was former army for eight years and she has quite a story to tell. So welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you for having me. So we'll let you explain kind of your family <laughs> history and how you ended up in the army yourself. But I know it started with your grandfather and maybe even before that. So uh, anything you could share with us to preface this would be great. Okay. Um, so yeah, we can, I mean, if we really wanted to dig down in the family history, it, it goes back to, I can trace it back to 1111. Um, we came from the uh, King Neil's uh, adopted bastard son's uh, wheat. I don't know if anybody knows about that history, but King Neil was the first king of Ireland. So <clears throat> I was actually digging into all the treaties that our families had and these royal positions or lord positions. And there's always these fighters. And but in the most recent American history, um, it's we've always just been some type of warrior, I guess you could say. And that's a huge thing for these fascists or the others, if you want to call them. Um, so my grandfather on my father's side um <clears throat> he was a sergeant in the u.s army and in world war ii he infiltrated one of hitler's stronghold 
um, generals, and it wasn't wasn't one of the processing camps where they obviously where the Holocaust was taking place. It was it was a camp, and this information came from my great uncle on my mother's side, and he was telling me about that. So that kind of told me they're all connected, and they don't know they're connected because <laughs> you have the people way up here, and then you have us way down here who know nothing. We're just the pawns in their little chess piece, right? So, mm -hmm. but he was telling me about all that because every security clearance that I had to have while in the U.S. Army, they asked me about my father and I was like, I don't know anything about him. So as we went, um, we learned from, I learned from people in the military and the security clearances. And then after I got out, more started to bulge within my family about what he did. And um, I'm the only child of his that has a DD-214, and it's all confidential. So same as mine, you can't even get one. People disappear when they try to get a copy of mine. So it's kind of strange. But the the SSP gene is like on both sides. So yeah. on his, but he had more of the majestic plants because I'm in area 51. And my other families, uh, like my grandfather was just more of the uh, Masons and my grandma on my mom's side was uh, the Jesuit side, <clears throat> except for my, her uncle or her brother, which was my great uncle. He was the one that um, worked for the CIA, um, but he had a majestic clearance. I don't want to say God clearance because that's usually the, the aliens that run that whole uh, majestic 12, but I'm considered to have, um what's called an archangel clearance one bravo so but i still if i did see or interact with the aliens i don't have those memories yet i just remember seeing the green door <laughs> that one so, time and it was like yeah so let's, it was huge <laughs> so let's slow down just a little bit and i, I definitely we're going to get into that green door but i want to go back to what your grandfather discovered when they infiltrated the base the german base that was the reverse engineered spacecrafts that Hitler was using and creating. And there was several different models. The ones that you guys see today um, on the exposures aren't even close to what was really down there. So there's a lot of other ones that nobody sees because the, those ones, though they were big, they were tall, right? But the doors are long and tall. So what was coming in and out of that? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so they had the longer stealthier versions and i've i've seen blueprints of a lot of them um but i didn't get to see what he saw i was just secondhand knowledge from when i was working in disclosures they told me little bits here and there because it was still like a puzzle piece oh well your grandfather did this and your father was a part of that and you know it was like they gave me crumbs it's like, okay, so where do I look to find these pieces? Did he, and it, um, it comes over time. Did he encounter any ETs or was it just German scientists working on craft? No, there was some reptilians that fled. Um, there were other, uh, in the description, it said there were other unknown life forms um that they found bodies of because when so there was like about 160 in the platoon there was at the end of that fight there was only like six or eight of them left so my my grandfather happened to have been one of them he succeeded his first sergeant when uh he was shot down so and then they took out the general 
And then what they found was horrific. And what so, year? What year was this? In the nineteen forties. I'd have to get the uh, this, the article. This time yeah. frame is fine. Yeah. So you said your father worked at Area Fifty One, but his mm -hmm. his military records are restricted. Did I hear you right? Yes, I do have a copy of the DD-214, but it only gives the history of his military, like where he went to basic, where he went to AIT and stuff like that. And then the cover letter tells you, obviously, um, the rest of it is confidential. But he was the one that helped work on the, the train that went from Area 51 to Alaska. So that's interesting. I haven't heard a lot of people. We know about the tunnel network. We know about the train, mm -hmm. the maglev system. Would this be a maglev train? I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the one. Well, they're not. It's not magnetics. It's like air, like a tube, like a vacuum tube. I've all or no. Mm, no, <laughs> it was an energy source that held the train like a foot above the tracks, and yes, it had like speed. I don't know what. I I'm not. I don't know what type of energy it was, but yeah, it wasn't magnetic. Was it electro um, electromagnetic? Nope, okay. there was no magnets. Really? So either way, it was a <clears throat> it was a, a train that went from Area Fifty One all the way to the Alaska. Alaska, yeah. I mean, yeah, or some kind of anti anti grav right. tech. I mean, well, that yeah. that's just it. We hear about this tunnel network and this train system, but I think it just depends on the group that installs it, the level of technology that they have. So right. we have different different uh, modalities down there being used in different tunnel systems. So. Right. The the more, I would say, advanced ones use that. The other ones would probably use more of the mainstream magnetic. <clears throat> it's not as fast, but no, this is like you could get to Alaska in maybe like 10 minutes. Right. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then you said your uncle has ties with the CIA. Did I hear that right? Or was it your grandfather? It's my grand, or no, my great uncle. He was the, the brigadier general that I was under while in my service of right. uh, the army. So we have plenty of family history within the military and these agencies. And obviously we know like the SSP thing is multi-generational and, you know, they target family bloodlines for a reason. So I guess you can, this would be a good time to tell us how you ended up in the army. I know. And also you're, um, you were an ancient Phoenician expert, maybe. Is that a good way to put yes. it? So I think that might have been one, from what I understand, that might have been one of the reasons that you ended up in the army because they wanted to use you for your abilities to translate and decipher that language. But I'll let you tell that story. Okay. They didn't know that I had that language. Um, it might have, I just put it in pictures when I was growing up as a child. Um, I probably at the time didn't realize what I was writing. And when I, when you do the application, um, you, they ask you, do you speak or write in any other languages? So I put Cherokee and Chickasaw and, um, I can transcribe ancient Phoenician. So when I got to AIT, um, they tried to, they were going to be tested, but I was sitting in limbo for about three months because they had to find two native Americans that were in those fields they were willing to come and uh, test me because they didn't have any experts. So I was in a program called LDAC, which is for unknown languages inside the Linguist Academy. So a lot of people don't know that even exists over there because it's just one of those things where random people like me were 1% that show up, right? 
So it's not the basic languages like Korean or Russian, you know, stuff like that when you're in the regular part. So they have to find people to come in to test on that scale. And um, when I got to the Phoenician, I was sent out to Washington, D.C. and taken to base seven. And that's where I was sat down. The The Pope came out. I never met the Pope. Um, and he had like scrolls and books and documents. And um, when I looked at it, I was like, it, it is in Phoenician. I was like, but I couldn't make out what it said. So the general got mad and he was like, well, you put on your application, you can read this. And I was like, well, I can, but this isn't the dialect I know. And that was the first time I realized there was more than one dialect. So he said, well, keep trying, you know, I'll be back. And then he came back about two hours later, told me to stop and that they were going to have a clerk from the Vatican come out with even older documents. And I was like, oh, okay. So they extended my stay in DC and I got to stay at uh, Hotel George. That was fascinating. <laughs> the higher level. Um, penthouse, if you will. And so then I got to go back and they had even older documents around the time of Christ. And so it gave all that kind of accountability. There was a lot of things I didn't get to see um, that were blocked. Um, but yeah, again, never got to see the Pope because they don't, I guess they don't like people like me. So it seems like they, even though they're sitting on all these, docu all these documents and literature and tablets, whatever, they still don't even know what they say they haven't translated them yet no and that's kind of what bothers me about people saying they can read the emerald tablets because the ones you guys see where those were made those are written in paleo-phoenician which is not ancient phoenician paleo-phoenician uh and the hebrews are the paleo or i'm sorry the hebrews and the jews are the paleo and the canaanite phoenicians tribes those are the tribes of cain so not to insult anybody, um, but they were the, the tribes punished by God to be slaves to man mm -hmm. because of the ultimate sin. So when they were able to, I guess, breed themselves to enough power to take out the other tribes, um, there were 14 tribes total. Two tribes were assassinated uh, to extinction by Cain's bloodline. And then they were able to cohorts uh david king david's whole kingdom to kind of follow him out of power struggle and that's kind of where all that went so right. they they wanted to destroy the ancient phoenician they didn't destroy it completely they hid most of the documents they just destroyed it out of public mm -hmm. so for mm -hmm. someone like me to pop up that knows it at the time in 2008 i was told i was like the the eighth like sixth or eighth person that could transcribe those um but they don't want people to know about it so they either get rid of them if they don't work with them wow yeah that's an, that's quite a story so how long were you in dc and can you tell me a little bit more about hotel george um if it's interesting i, I just never heard of it oh it's just one of the ones where politicians go or um, people from out of country, you know, the the royals from out of country will go to these elite hotels, um, and Hotel George is one of them. Oh, okay, and that's where I wasn't like in the penthouse or anything, but yeah, <laughs> right. Even it was like, I think like a three thousand dollar a day. I didn't pay for it, but wow, yeah. Uh, did you know about that? Mm. I've never heard that. That's interesting. 
Um, I didn't until I got there. <laughs> right. So but yeah, they have elite hotels out there. Oh, actually, so then how long were you out there? Did you were you able to translate or transcribe anything for them? Or did you just not know? Yeah, they just kept me an extra week. So what the Pope had was stayed out and they just sent a young, I don't know what you call those guys, friars or something. Mm -hmm. But they're they stay in the halls of knowledge and they keep the, you know, the 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 stuff clean, tidied up, stuff like that. They're the keepers of all the the ancient knowledge. So one of their little scribe guys came out. He was young, late in his 20s, very pleasant to talk to, um, very ignorant to his employers, obviously. So it kind of tells you that they keep secrets even from the people that work there um, before they're corrupted. I don't know if he ever was. That was the only last time I saw him. And he brought out the real scrolls. And then I was down there. I would say at day seven for about two days transcribing as much as I could. It was just enough for them, I guess, to figure out that I could do it. So, so thank you for sharing that. So base seven, so that, that would, would imply that there's base one somewhere. And how does that system work? Is that underground seven levels? Yes. Okay. And base, and this is in DC. So you're seven, <clears throat> seven levels underground in DC. No, that's there's okay. So if you have area 51, that's the 51st base starting from one, right? Oh, okay. So that means there's literally like 136 underground bases, maybe more. So it's area just stands for area under the surface. So you have your, your bases that are above ground and then you have your ones that are below ground. So a lot of them they have different names. Okay. I just call them base. Um, just because when you're on the inside, it's used differently. And we use different terminology up here to throw people off on purpose. Sure, sure. So, but you were in base seven and that was somewhere near DC? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And Base one is the capital. Base one is the capital. That was mm -hmm. my next question. Okay. Very interesting. Um, so I know <laughs> this is rewinding a little bit, but as a child, you mentioned that your grandmother was your handler. How did you yes. discover that? And what did that look like? Um, at first, we're just being, I guess, shown the different ways of, I would say, alchemy or what people would call witchcraft. So I was taught how to like harness the earth's energy. You know, I could talk to animals. So uh, in their own language, like literally. And I would walk with crowds of deer even during like ruck season. And usually the males will try to kill you because they don't know that you're not, you know, part of their pack. So I, I was bringing home weird animals and like wild ones never got bit, never got hurt. Um, I learned a little bit of alchemic magic, if you want to call it that. And she helped nurture it. Uh, and then I learned about the sacrifice because we grew up on farm. So therefore, we learned to sacrifice the animals and they they did it in a way of, well, this is the harvest, you know, and we got to give blessings to this, that and the other. And that's kind of how it starts. And then um, when you're in these families, you normally get brought into the more severe severity of it when you're 17. And that was kind of scary because... It's like a marriage contract to the Dark Lord, wow. if that, if you will. <laughs> so, 
what ties did your grandmother have? Was she a contractor for anyone or? Yeah, she was contracted with the DOD to um, kind of eliminate the Native Americans. Wow. I, I was I was just in um, New Mexico, Chaco Canyon, uh, Canyon de Chez, and we talked to a Native American elder who told us her firsthand story of that happening, their land being taken away and them being drug off to boarding school and stuff. And it was traumatic hearing it firsthand we hear we talk about it but when you hear it firsthand it's uh it's like unbelievable that people are capable of this so right um, and i'd even asked her i was like how could you do that and she was like well it was before i knew i was native american i'm thinking we're not native american <laughs> we just grew up on the territory but like even if so, you're not native american how can you do that you know it's like that right would be a factor right and it's yeah it's just there's so they're called the anti-humanist group and they do come from the bloodline of King and they're, you know, the more extreme reptilians, I suppose, and other alien fascists. Wow. That's very interesting. Uh, there's an entire history in that area of ET history that I know, like the mainstream history is straight BS, like straight up BS. When I was there exploring these sites, you know, there was something much larger that happened here, but, um, so that went on. And what year did you join the army? How old were you? It was in 2001. Um, I was about 20, 21 or 22. Um, I tried to go sooner, but I'm a, I'm a Norwegian. So like the Samoans, I have a, like a heavier mass. So I was always like 10 pounds too heavy. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I look amazing. Why can't I get in? And you know, I did all the stuff, but they were like, Oh, standards. There was no war at the time. So it, they were just looking for straight perfection. And then when September 11th hit, it was like anybody who could go. So I got a, I actually got a Samoan weight waiver. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, horrible it's yeah. insane right i'm like but norwegians don't have a weight waiver i mean we're we're big people right but yeah so i was able to get a samoan weight waiver to get in just a whole 10 pounds and i yeah it was we went to fort jackson that was fun um i got yelled at a lot because i have authority issues <laughs> sure. um and it's just for abuse of authority. Um, but I also have Asperger's. So if something's not explained to me, I find I, I, I challenge it. Like, I need you to make me understand why we're here and why you're doing this. And so the recruiters don't obviously give you any information. Just like, oh, it's going to be great. You know, it's just a mind game. Just get through it. But when you're in there, it's like, oh, my God, this is worse than a mind game. Yeah. So it's it's trauma based education. Yeah. Um, but it was great. I would probably go back there on vacation. <laughs> um <laughs> right so at what base did you see the green door that was base seven all of the underground bases have a green door because they uh well they might have a black door some of them have a green or a green gray like a dark gray uh it depends on what it is they do there area 51 definitely has a lot of green doors um 54 the same thing uh they even have underwater um, I would say water tunnels. So submarines, they're submarine mm -hmm. tunnels. There we go. Yeah. They, they can go through all the lands. Right. So I, I literally saw a ship going into a naval base. Uh, I filmed it on my phone when I was flying over the LA LAX. And here's this big black object just 
without any effort going through the water. And you can see these um, cargo ships lined up. This thing was just massive. These, I mean, the cargo ships were tiny compared to this thing. And then poof, just disappeared underground. Wow. And then you saw this underwater from the air. And I, I got it on my phone. I can send it to you. It's not, it, you're not going to see it very well, but it was because I was like, oh my God, is that real? Right. Sure. <laughs> and my, I was rubbing my eyes because I'm like, no. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so then you didn't know what was behind the green door. Like that was just a mystery to you until somebody yeah. told you. Is that what happened? Yeah. I got a high enough clearance. Like I said, I could, I've probably been behind there, but they're not going to let you come back out with those memories. If that makes sense. Yes, it makes sense. And it's like a, not a memory wipe, but a suppression of a specific part of your brain yes. that remembers that. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up finding out what was back there? Did someone tell you or did they? Yeah, did I got, ever, um, did you ever inquire about it to anyone like on the base before? You no, because when you're in the military, you're not supposed to ask questions. If you ask questions, you become a hazard, if that makes sense. But there was a point that I did start asking questions and they entertained it for a little bit. And as I got higher up into the security clearances, I mean, I had crypto clearances and then I had a majestic need to know, which was obviously the archangel clearance. So I got to know about them. But again, I don't have the memory of actually going in there. Um, I have been to certain levels of base 54 where I saw the giant. And that was part of my crypto clear, or not my crypto, but my majestic clearance that I got to see those because they're considered angels, if that makes sense. So because they're bred with the Nephilim angel or the fallen angels. So Archangel is still a clearance where you get to know about certain aliens. Right. So the ones that actually run the world, like the God clearance, yeah, I don't never saw them. If I did, they were in some kind of like human form. And I, it was just one of those people you were like, I don't want to go around you. You're creepy. You might mm -hmm. eat me kind of thing. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk more about that giant, but not yet because I'm still on the screen door. Because <laughs> I know right. on the thumbnail of this video for anyone who's watching is the patch that I guess the guards wear the behind, yeah. that say behind the green door. And there's like even an alien looking thing on the patch um, if it's the, pa if I got the right patch. But uh so like i guess this is where they would be reverse engineering stuff keeping et tech uh genetic experiments this type of thing will be behind these green doors yeah or just the civilian or the the citizen life some of these bases lead down to cities where they live you know normal i mean there's the movies tell a story so um men in black isn't exactly that far-fetched I mean, they do have underground cities for the other life on the planet. So, so ET they're still, cities. well, and so that's a misconception because a lot of these aliens are born here. So they're still earthlings. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of them that come from out of our galaxy or anything like that. So when you, when you talk about, extraterrestrials they're talking more about the delta quadrant uh the um the x exo quadrant and stuff like that those are ets so wow. <laughs> just to horizon that whole picture mm -hmm. for you 
But in our galaxy, we aren't considered aliens to each other because all planets are connected where we don't we're not given that education here. So <clears throat> they can we can go to Mars if you wanted to. I mean, you could literally Google spaceports. They're actually on the map now. Really? Really? Yes. Well, that's something I got to do. <laughs> but and yeah, we, look up spaceports uh, in America. There's like, I think, eight. Yeah, we've had some what? people on the show identify like certain areas that might be a spaceport, but I had no idea that they were labeled on the map. Well, they are now. I don't know when they were, but before they weren't, no. Um, but I did look them up. So I won't ever talk about anything that can't be Googled. It might, you might have to like really get into some stuff to find it, but yeah, that's a simple one. Uh, I, because I don't want them coming after me for telling you guys something that's not already there. Mm -hmm. So that's how you get in trouble is when you're like, Oh wait, here, let me tell you this. And it's not ready to be exposed yet. So where would one of these spaceports be off the top? of We have a few like down in LA. Um, I think maybe Texas, there's a few in the middle States, uh, New York definitely has a spaceport. I think there's one possibly in the Ozark area. That's just my own, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, but I don't know. Right. Um, But you could, it's not like any random person could just go there and expect. No, you do have to have a black passport. Yeah. Right. So it's still kept secret i mean you can apply for one they're only thirty eight thousand dollars oh yeah oh yeah only (laughs) right let me go go to the atm yeah right Um, okay so i guess maybe these spaceports are underground somehow they they're obviously no they're in plain sight are they are any of them like cloaked like they might be on a military base uh they could be cloaked um they just could be they just could look like a regular airport but you're not gonna you're not going to realize they might say that's the restricted section for like government officials. Cause that's what they keep those for. So um, I guess, for example, like let's say there would be one in the Atlantic airport. Cause it's so long, you know, you're not seeing each. Yeah. And so you're coming in on the plane. You don't really see every type of plane that's there. Right. So there could be one right there in plain sight. And the only ones you're going to see going on there are certain types of military. And I would say the black and green uniforms, um, government officials, black suits, however you want to look at that. But those would be the ones that, that, that they go on there and those are called spaceports. Wow. Uh, and just hiding. I mean, I guess the best way to hide anything is in plain sight. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was just thinking while I was out in the Southwest, you know, there's caverns and cave systems that lead underground, but you could be standing right next to one. And if you didn't know exactly where it was, I mean, it, you just, right. walk, people could walk mm-hmm. past it every day. They're just hiding in plain sight. They don't even need to go out of their way to fence it in or anything. Cause that would draw more attention to it. Right. So it just, it just, you know, slipped in there with our infrastructure or just hiding in plain sight out in the open in nature. And yeah, I've heard stuff, some stuff is cloaked as well yeah. that you can't even see. Yeah, it there. that's called right. the veil of deception. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you witness any of that technology, the cloaking mm-hmm. technology? You did? Yeah, because when you're in underground bases and you only have a certain clearance, uh, they still cloak your eyes. So everybody down there looks human. So is, that's how it works. So is that would that be done via some sort of frequency or technology to... It's like it does something to your visual cortex. So everyone appears to be human, even though some of them are reptilian. 
I'm not sure how they do it now. I do know the old ways they used to put spray in your eyes. So it would kind of like illuminate your eyes from seeing certain things. Um, but I think they have a certain way of doing it when you walk through like metal doors. It does have certain frequencies that stop you from seeing. It's kind of like at the airport. And I've talked about that before in James Rink. Um, if you go through those scanners, they're scanning your memory. So you can't see the ships flying all over the place because they're there. So if you can get it away from going around that, then you can see the ships as plain as day. And you can opt out of those machines, but they throw a big yes. fit because they got to call somebody and they have to pat you down. But now I'm going to yeah. start doing it. Yeah, I'm going to start doing it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I used to have a friend who wouldn't go through it, wasn't awake at all. But he's like, dude, those things cause cancer. <laughs> and he would always opt out of them. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, wow. So you mentioned in an interview, you you were shown interrogation videos, meaning are human military interrogating ETs. Can yeah. you can you explain what you were shown, what species you saw and what that looked like, please? So the, there's one that came out, uh, again, that I can talk about. Others I can't because they're not out yet. But the, the one with the specific gray alien was a futuristic hybrid of humanity. Uh, I would say probably more into the, the what would you say? the We're in the 2000s, so the 3000s. And so whatever's happening in this timeline is affecting all other future timelines so earth and this is going to sound weird because we all see the nasa maps and stuff but earth is actually the cradle of humanity we're literally in the circle we don't rotate everything rotates around us so and that's part of the secret knowledge um that the jesuits and everybody else learn um, that's what makes us such a high important frequency. That so it aligns with, sorry, that aligns with, uh, some information, Dolores Cannon that came through one of uh, the sessions from her clients. They said the same thing. They said earth is the center of mm -hmm. the universe essentially. And there's a mountain base within this planet that would be like the exact center that's been protected since the planet's creation. But anyway, so yeah, so whatever happens here affects everything. I mean, the whole metaverse could just disappear and be erased from the book of the, or the book of life, because we're the seed planet to the rest of them. And um, so the future was coming to the past to try to warn humanity, like, hey, don't do this. And of course, you know, the government is the government is the government. <laughs> And they're going to, they they didn't believe about, you know, time travel and stuff like that. But it's very difficult to time travel. And I'm going to expose a little bit more of that at the the um the venue in Las Vegas. So I'm trying to put together a visual because it's hard to explain it. So if I could visually show people what that looks like, it would be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, I was working with a feature group. Um, trying to save people. They're still here, um, the Earth Alliance, but I was working with the United, um, oh gosh, what's it called? The UEE, which is the United Earth something. I'm sorry, I draw a blank. Mm -hmm. But they were a future group that started here, which is working right now, the, the smaller group. And then they went into the other Earths. And we actually have 134 planets in our galaxy, not nine. So, yeah, I've heard. you mean solar, um, solar system? 
in our solar no, system. our galaxy. There's a lot more than that in the galaxy. 139. 130. Well, just in our quadrant. We're the alpha quadrant. So, yeah, it depends on the quadrant. So, yeah, if you want to do the okay. whole quadrant, yeah, you're looking at thousands of planets. <laughs> okay. Well, you said nine, which would be our solar system. So, yeah. that's what made me think you're talking about the solar system. But, right. Yeah. But there's more in our solar system because the galaxy is the whole quadrant of the alpha. And then each planet is, it's a star is considered a planet if it grows to a certain mass. Um, there's an X planet here and I'd had somebody ask me about it, but it was actually brought from the X quadrant. So how did they get that here? I don't know. Mm. So mm. there's still planets. Um, right. Either way, but, it's teeming with life. Yeah. And that's part of the whole reason NASA covers up space and gives us this fake footage. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. say, oh, it's because the earth is actually flat, but no, it's because it's no. teeming with life. And if we knew, if we were able to see what was really going on up there, their, their game's over. Right. Right. So and you can just go visit a spaceport. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. $38,000 passport. Or right. Um, so going back to the interrogation video, so you saw the one, I think it even leaked online. I think I might've seen the same one you're talking about, yeah. but there are others out there and you were, that you witnessed. Um, can you, I know you can't talk about all of them, but were there other species besides grays? Yeah. Yeah. There was like blue aliens, um, from the blue planet, uh, which is also in our solar system. Um, and that's not Pluto by the way. Um, yeah it would be hard not to give out their names without yeah sure yeah, that's okay i mean because they, what the government was doing was sending out distress signals so they learned the frequency that the earth actually sends out when the earth is under attack and atlantis um was the guardian a long time ago before it fell of the earth so if the earth felt in peril because the earth is alive and that's why nobody can own anything because you can't own something that's living right so if the earth felt like it was being <clears throat> like tortured or whatever it sends out a universal signal and atlantis is the one that was supposed to come and assist and it did for probably hundreds of thousands of years um, before Atlantis fell. So Atlantis was the reason it fell. One part of it was because it was doing the same thing as we're doing now. Mm -hmm. It it was being deceitful. It was poisoning the earth. The, the technology. Huh? Yeah. Consuming so, yeah. Correct. And it was just, it was too much. It didn't have anything to do with the population of humanity. We, we have so much land out there, but it's just the control of it. And then the torture and since we're made from, uh, or men are made from the Earth's uh, material, you guys actually are the frequency of the Earth. So when you start killing each other, uh, that energy goes back into the Earth. So it's causing for pain. Does that make sense? Now we're made of you, so we're a secondary. And then, but we were birthed through a goddess uh, to in order for us to be able to reproduce ourselves. So we only have second. And that's why when women are being tortured, it's not a huge frequency as in when men are being tortured. Wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I there's I have so many questions I want to get into. <laughs> there. So that's where in the Bible where it comes from, Adam was made from dust 
and then Eve was a rib from Adam. So that's where that comes from. It sounds like, like you said, dust, that would be like earth. So men came. There's from some earth. truth to it. Yeah. It's like uh, a metaphor earth. for that. So it sounds like what you just said. Right. Mm -hmm. okay so not literal like it's taken yeah. this is something yeah. you breezed by before in the interview that i'd like to get a little deeper in you said they use future children as collateral um for to keep people in the programs i guess females in particular you talked about miscarriages um being planned um can mm. you go into that a little further because you kind of breezed by it and i'd like to hear you elaborate on that um so in the SSP, when they did jumps, men were usually the ones that did it because you guys have a stronger physique. You were easily uh, upgraded. Women were not easily upgraded because we have what's called a healing gene in us. So we repelled a lot of the um, genetic uh, hybridizations. And just from my knowledge, other people have different experiences. So I don't want to put that in everybody's mouth. Um, <clears throat> uh, during... I would say the 1950s and 60s, they started bringing women in more, obviously, as the sex kitten program under the Delta program as well. And then they tried to hybridize super soldier sex kittens. And that was a really bad idea because when they started to reheal their own damage, they got their memories back and they actually went after their handlers and killed them. Because we could, you know, we could change appearance within minutes and nobody would realize it's us. So they were a danger. Um, my group, they separated the sex kittens from the super soldier because you didn't want that, you know, going after. They didn't want people going into the government buildings and stuff and taking them out, which we heard a lot on the news. You know, people would walk in buildings and just blow it up. But it was because they woke up. Right. So, so. Going back to the future children being used as collateral, I think that had something to do with you being age progressed to do a mission or. Right. Okay. So I was taken five times uh, or handed over, however you want to look at that. And we can, again, like the men, we can do maybe two to three jumps before it starts to deteriorate the body. Depends on how long they keep you out there. And um, to do future jumps, they would sacrifice future children because they need the energy so the whole sacrificing of humans and the, the purest energy is the child right because it, it, it's like a brand new planet it's raw soul material so the fetus is also a raw soul material so that future pregnancy would be sacrificed at that time in order for the woman to jump and be able to do what she was doing out there and so depending on how long you were out there for, it could have been 20 years, five years, 60 years, 100 years. There was no set scale, depending on how and, many children you were. And if I'm understanding this correctly, you said this would explain some of the miscarriages? Yes. Yeah, because it was already a scheduled death. They sacrificed that in the future. It just came into your past timeline. And when you're here, you have the miscarriage. Wow, that's deep. Mm, <laughs> that's next yeah. level. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> um okay so <laughs> um you also mentioned you know how the uh, cities are motherboards basically like a circuit center mm -hmm. it's a motherboard right. battery, and they're like constantly sucking the life force out of us can you explain a little bit on your more on your experience with that 
Uh, yes. So when you are flying in a plane and you look down and you see all the squares and stuff. So the square is the the negative side of the uh, frequency, right? So when you look at ancient civilizations, everything's circular, correct? Mm -hmm. So there's the positive frequency. There was nothing square back in the day except for the pyramids. But that was when they started to learn about the negative frequency and how to shift everything into, you know, using their power against the positive. So it was a disruption of the positive and the negative. Um, and you'll only see like the round circulars around government buildings because they harness both um, positive and negative frequencies, which keeps them young and keeps them healthy. Whereas opposed we're out here drowning because we're being constantly hit with negative frequencies. And they're, they reversed engineered a lot of that technology to take our energy. But you have to do it in the circuit board um, framework. So all the roads... And everything, again, used to be circular, but now everything's squared off. Mm -hmm. So we're always constantly in a negative. Right. And then this, and then also as individuals, we're targeted with this type of stuff right out of the gate from birth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hospitals and, are square. Your room is square. <laughs> right. I mean, it, yeah. it's boxes. There's no boxes en energy everywhere. flow. Yeah. Right. It's no right. And no energy flow anywhere. Schools um, or prisons, basically. The mind control you go through that so in in the army you said you were a human intelligence analyst and a linguist obviously we went into that but you also mentioned a delta force assassin and a linguist interrogator is this something is that are those on the, in the programs or was that earth melting? they're in the programs so when i was in ait um there was an incident that uh, one of our professors was out um and uh, we, they had a gunner come in and show us all like different guns and stuff. And I was sitting there and this, uh, he had like an, M, uh, an M14 and he was giving us the history as to why, you know, the good things about the M14 and then why we went to the M16. And uh, he, uh, he challenged people if they wanted to disassemble and reassemble it. And this kid jumps up. You know, he's like, oh, my dad's Homeland Security. I can do it. Right. And I, I don't know why I was irritated by that, but I was like, I can do it. Right. <laughs> Never even touched one before. And I and I did lie. I, I said that my grandfather had one and blah, 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 blah. But I, I really didn't. I had never seen one except for on TV, in the movies. So we're getting there and you have. Um, it's all laid out. You get to disassemble it, reassemble it, and they timed you. And I was like three seconds behind the other guy. So all these girls were like, oh, my God, you're so amazing. And so in the barracks that night, they were still howling about it because the other girls were like maybe 15, 12 minutes, 20 minutes. Some of them never finished it because they couldn't get certain parts in there. And um, I was like, you know, I never touched one before. And I didn't realize the next day how crazy that was going to get. So I was dragged into the lieutenant's office for lying because I had a clearance. And I was like, I was like, well, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get in trouble. It's a small lie. And he's like, a small lie leads to a big lie. And it's like, oh, my God. So, mm -hmm. but he was mad because they had to call the FBI. Because when people show up with talents, I guess, uh, the FBI regulates all that. So there was some, uh, F they weren't agents. They were just analysts. They came and did some tests on me. And it, they were just kind of simple childhood tests. But 
you know, the Rubik's cube, they have the round ones, the triangle ones, the octagonal ones. I mean, there's multiple Rubik's cubes out there people don't know about. And I couldn't do a square one, but I can do the other couple of the other ones. And then certain tests, certain eye tests, certain walking tests, even it was weird. So they took me off base for two weeks and discovered that I had Asperger's uh, with click coding intelligence. Now, they never told me what that was. I learned later in life what it was, but I have like a football field size of knowledge, but I can't access it unless I'm in real time situation, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So when that happened, it oh, I thought I was going to get um, medically discharged, but it, it opened some weird doors, like weird. <laughs> I had no idea that they used... Um, people on the spectrum like they do but the military has a whole different program for spectrum adults and that's where the elite forces usually come in so I was put into what was called the special skills program in the beginning which um, co-partnered with the joint special operations and in 2006 I was merged with um, joint or human intel psych intel and cyber intel and we were the there's like 30 girls and we were the first girls to put in joint special operations and that was a test so i don't know if you guys remember the the two girls that were being watched um going through navy seals i think it was or something but that was the distraction so nobody found out what we were doing over here does that make sense yep yeah yeah so with that going on, um, I was raised all the way up into um, the great skills program where you're considered an assassin and you have many different titles, uh, many different MOSs. Um, you're in different, you know, elite unknown groups. Um, my last titles were Joint Special Operations Area. So I was one soldier under a general, um, like a secret weapon, if you will. And again, there's a lot of things, a lot of different departments when you say assassin. I, I wasn't the one that would go out and just kill people. I was like the career ender, if you will. So I was the one they sent in when everybody else failed because I was 100%. Like I, I would find it. Mm. So that's kind of the different levels of assassins. Men right. are more likely to be like the ones you see on TV. There are women that do that. Um, but I, I wouldn't because I'm not God and I don't feel like my job is to take life unless it's trying to take mine. Right. Wow. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> so, makes perfect sense. So then linguist interrogator, it, it, what would that be? Would that fall under the similar category where you interrogate these people? I do, but I'm a different interrogator. So I'll give you an example. I was called in once to a superior court and I can't say for what, but there was a serial killer put on trial and they needed more evidence against him to give him the death sentence. So there was three analysts, uh, no, two, two analysts, myself and one other that could try to get the information. And I said, I didn't want to do it because if he walked, he's going to know my face. Right. And I was like, he could hunt me down. I was like, I don't know anything about serial killers. I don't know what triggers them. I don't want to be one of them. <laughs> So they promised if I was to get him to confess, then um, he would get the death sentence. So I was like, oh, okay. So I got in there and I sat there for 12 hours and I just stared at him. Hmm. 
And it it drove him crazy. And I had a notepad and I would just write some notes, just stare at him again. And he would, he'd get angry. And then he started talking, like right before he snapped, he was like, I'm going to kill you. And he would name each and every person that he did and what he did to them. And then how he disposed of their bodies. Wow. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So certain people have, um, so the cryptological linguistic abilities, you can like, I, how would you describe that? Like on X-Men, the one uh, where the girl could calm people down and manipulate uh, their physical and change their whole persona. That's kind of what it is. Okay. Which, yeah. And it's all psychological in a way. Correct. Yeah. And you just got him to talk by staring at him. That's amazing. Yeah. Just staring at him. That's amazing. I mean, if you think about it, anybody can do it because nobody likes to be stared at. And they're like, why are you looking at me? And then all of a sudden their like inner demon comes out. It's funny. <laughs> right. 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 It's true. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to that giant that you mentioned earlier that you saw in area 51 or four. One of the 54. Two, 54. And where is 54 located in relation to area 51? Or can you disclose that? Southern California. Southern California. And there's a giant. Was this giant in stasis? What what was the condition of this giant? Can you explain to us what you saw? Oh, he wasn't he wasn't in a good place. He wasn't gonna live very long. Um, so he wasn't in chains or anything. He was in a big underground room. I don't know if the room really had anything to do with the state he was in, but I do know the cage that was over him. Um, was described to us by one of the scientists that was down there was a reverse engineer uh, net pretty much that was drawing his essence so and they did I mean you could see this it was almost ghost-like stuff going into a chamber like a huge battery Um, and he just laid there so I don't and I mean I guess if your life force is being taken you're not really gonna fight if you're at a certain point of death like they like they kept him there to hold him on for a long time again i don't know how long he had been there but he had looked bad like aged and the nephilims don't age because their other fathers uh were immortal so for that to i guess to see that and then i don't know if this the color of his skin was because of the drawing the essence i do know that there's blue giants but I don't know if he was actually one of them or if this net was actually causing some kind of like frequency with certain energies. And like a whatnot. discoloration of the skin. Right. Yeah. Right. I and do know he had white hair and the eyes were just, I mean, they, they were sad. Like human, like human looking, just a large human. Yeah. Just a large human, but it was part of the Nephilim. Like I think you've mentioned like somewhere around 20 feet tall or something. Yeah. He was, well, yeah, but he was like in a fetal position. So. That was hard it's to really do. hard to determine, yeah. But he was big. And he was just being there. Just laid there, <laughs> just looking at you like, wow. Yeah. That's, that's horrible. Um, and you have any idea? Um, so it's one of the Nephilim, like, like how old? Yeah, because we couldn't get close to them. Actually, when you get close to angels, you blow up. Like spontaneously combust yep. type, type of thing? <laughs> Interesting. So he he would be considered an angelic. Yes. Wow. Okay. Right there in Southern California. Go figure. (laughs) 
Right. Oh. Well, they fly them in from various places. I don't know wherever they find them. But yeah, any creatures, I would say like Bigfoot, they have special abilities, energies and stuff like that. So that's why they hide like all these. I mean, they want to be a part of the world, but they can't because our government snatches them up and mm-hmm. then you never see them again. Right. Yeah, because we're still controlled by these psychopaths and evil right. groups. Yeah, but that's all getting cleaned up, going away now. Do you luckily. do you have an opinion about the state of things right now like is is a lot of this stuff still taking place is are there any forces combating this right now like is there a cleanup process that we hear about there are i'm trying to get permission to actually tell people who's doing it um because it's not the ones that you see that are claiming it like you know the ones that are out there like oh i sent the orders for that or oh i did this nope Right. They're that's, that's not them. They're just watching it and they're like, Oh yes, I'm gonna say that I did this. I put in those orders. And no. Yeah. I found out last year who it was. And so I'd asked the deep space handler that I have, I was like, Hey, is this really true? <laughs> and he was like, Well, think about it. And I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. But so, it, but there is something happening. It is there is a cleanup process. So um there there are different benevolent like races, E. T. races that are that are here helping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Along well, with- you're, you're going to be surprised if I'm allowed to say I'll try to if I can't say it, then I'll, I'll try to be strategic about it. But I do want to kind of put it into the video I'm, I want to create for that uh, that show in uh, Vegas. But again, I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to expose who it is. Personally, I think it's important that we do because it, ha- it's, it has everything to do with us, everything. Mm-hmm. So it would I think it would flip the whole script. But I it's on their time, unfortunately. So th- right. this is ET's working with Earth military. Can you at least verify that? ET's working with our military. Well, th- see, there we go again. Like, it's with not the necessarily like military. Like, okay, ETs, but they were. It is the shadow government. Yes. Shadow government with Earthlings. <laughs> oh. Earthlings, okay. well, and hybrids, and yeah. See, I can't say it without giving it away, and then I could get in trouble because I don't have permission yet. Well, we don't want to get you in trouble, well, but I think we get the idea. The main yeah. point is because because yeah. a lot of people that either don't believe in ETs or don't know about any of that stuff think it's only Earth humans and that's it that are involved. And then you know they talk about the white hats and the alliance and like, but the, well, but, and there's more than just the white hats. There's the blue hats, the gray hats, the right. red hats. <laughs> right, right, right. There's different factions, yeah. different groups, but there, but there are non-human entities yes whatever you want to call them ets whatever you want to call them they're not humans and they are here helping because they have abilities that we don't have frankly and that they can do a lot more to help uh that like you or i or right we can't you know unless we have access to highly advanced technology which it's in you already you just have to remember how to use it it's in it's in right right but yeah we got to switch that on and remember exactly so i can tell you a lot of the deprogramming starts in your childhood so regardless whether you had a a really traumatic one if you want to know what those memories look like they're in your childhood so that's why we block them out is because that was too traumatic you know i can't but in that trauma is your space programs yes and yeah. anyone you mentioned, anyone can be taken into these programs too. It's it's not just super soldiers, and it's like you, you said they need like any occupation. They need everybody. 
any occupation that we can imagine, they need somebody to do it in these programs as well. Yep. Doctors, medics, you know, people to make the uniforms. I mean, the super soldiers don't make their own uniforms. That's weird. <laughs> That's yeah, like right. going into the army and making your own uniform. We might have some colorful stuff out there. <laughs> right. You know? Right. There's so, a lot of different, uh, there was a need, but, um, and I'll touch on that too, because there was a, a gal that had asked um, Alex Collier if everybody on the planet had been taken. And uh, he said, no, but we have to realize what era he came from. They were the original whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. So in his time, no, not everybody was taken. If you had a talent, you were taken. You know what I mean? If you showed something, your handler was like, oh, I got something great over here. You guys got to check it out. You know, but in our era where the, the 50s, 60s and 40 year olds, we were pretty much if you went to public school, you were taken because they were getting ready for this war. So if you look at the regular war as on Earth is in heaven, right? So whatever they're doing in space, we had to do down here, too. So everybody at some point was taken and scanned. If you were used is another thing. You were still taken. They had to scan everybody's um, soul, the DNA, and to see if you could be used in these programs to help fight the war we're in right now. So Does that every, make sense? So everyone's soul is being monitored. They know yes. who everyone is, what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. We're targeted from birth um, based on what our abilities are, or our right. gifts are, I guess. Yeah, you have soul keepers. Soul keepers. Yep. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> well, look at Hades. What was he? He was a soul keeper. He was the keeper of the souls. Right. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's just things that you don't always think about. Like, right. Like, what do we expect? Our souls just like randomly floating around out there and we, we're completely sovereign. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. No, because you could float into the wrong body and that's where Down syndrome comes in. Um, Down syndrome is really high level, like God, like souls and like the soul keepers as a joke, put them in lower genetic bodies. So that's why they can't communicate. They're literally still in space because their body is not kosher with their soul. Mm, yeah. And that's, that's that makes sense. Yeah. There was um, I'm reading this book called Shining the Light. Aaron actually got it for me. It's, it's about amazing. it's about shadow government and stuff. But they talk about like in the early, early days, how they were. Um, not necessarily cloning people, but growing people. And they said they started off with all men because um, men were easier to control than women. For some reason, they couldn't completely control or manipulate women for some reason. So right. um, they would grow these men. And, and then the question was asked, well, like, how does the soul come to place? And they said they have like crystalline technology in place that allows part of the soul to enter the body, but it's fragmented and the, the soul's constantly trying to enter the body, but it can't. It's like in space still. And it would like create this aggressive aggression within the individual and they would be used as soldiers. Um they would like they almost were like a drone, almost like a semi-mindless drone. Yeah. Kind of they, a, they say they were yeah, basically yeah. grown like you would see a clone grown into in a vat until it was like age 20. And then it said it took about six months for it to learn how to eat and walk and talk and all that stuff. And then almost immediately it was already an aggressive being because of the environment and it's missing soul component and right. they would be used in the programs. And they said it wasn't until years later, they started 
they learned how to start doing it with women also, but for some reason they didn't have any luck with women. Well, and, and they still did it. I mean, look at Hillary Clinton. She was like jerking. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The soul was like, ah, this isn't my body. It was freaking out. So yeah, the feminine is a little harder to control. So I, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm very hard to control. <laughs> they, they, they said actually now that i'm remembering they said it had something to do with love actually like yeah. the, this component of love that like you couldn't like that men like it's like the more connected source you are right i mean that makes sense yeah yeah of course well and you're all we're all connected to source we mm-hmm. were just like i said women were created in the uterus of a goddess you guys were created from the earth so you actually are our chamber of love is different but we were created from each other so we get the connection and what makes humans so special is that source gave his angelic dna or however you want to look at that to create us and that's where the jealousy happened between the jinn and humanity so Mm -hmm. the jinn are actually the big problematic people on the planet that nobody really remembers they think they're just genies in a bottle but they're not Mm, yeah there's more to it than that for sure a lot more (laughs) right Uh, that's a whole other story (laughs) so are the are the jinn what people would consider demons essentially is that yeah they're actually the fallen so here's the order of angels so the jinn were created from the uh the angelic bloodline they have one set of wings and they were created here still a very mystical you know beings and they were excited when the source said hey i want to create a new species and you guys are going to nurture it and they were like yay you know creation they helped create us so um but the difference between them and us was we were given genetics from creation so they were not they were given genetics from i guess what you would call the equivalency of god scientists right so the god creators totally different level of god mm-hmm. um and so they nurtured us and god adored us more so because we were a part of or the creator of creation we were a part of that so there was this rift so they wanted to destroy it kind of like the sibling factor because we're we're all genetically connected mm-hmm. and it was like why are they getting more attention and not me Jealous. You know, if you have multiple siblings yeah so that's where it all started. So some of them turned demonic. Um, there are some good ones out there, and we call them our guardian angels. They're still angels. Um, but they fell from grace here. They lived here like millions of years before us. The and they were supposed to be like the big brother group. <laughs> but it turned into, I'm going to destroy you group. Like, you know, <laughs> we're all fighting for the same thing, the love of creation. I guess that's where the jealous God comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the gods in the Old Testament that are wrathful and jealous and yeah, but... genocidal and all this yes. stuff <laughs> aren't the true God, you know, but they it all gets called God. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's where that all comes from. Um, speaking of playing God, what do you think is going on with this whole fake alien invasion these ufos getting shot down right now um i mean we have our own opinions obviously it's just a show we're watching but what what's your insight on that so in my opinion um 
and I'll call it my opinion, my understanding was it wasn't a fake invasion because that's how Atlantis felt was when the world got so out of hand with the technology um, crossbreeding human and beast together, that was the ultimate sin that they did. And that's what we're doing right now because you'll see these, you know, we see the things where the fish, the human faces popping up and the pigs with the human faces and they're just genetically throwing all human that corrupts the souls because the beast soul is different from the human soul. And it's, it's almost a raping of the souls, if you will. So that is forbidden by creation. So when Atlantis finally fell, it was, they were attacked by all the, the, I guess, aliens, if you want to say it was, they were destroyed that way. And then you had the other bad ones coming in to try to claim the citadel of Atlantis to get the crystal technology. So there's there's a lot of different sides to it because there was it's what you see in perceptive, and there were so many different types of beings on the planet at the time. So what they saw and what the other ones saw were two different things. So we were getting to the point where that was going to happen again. We were going to be the next Atlantis. They were just going to wipe it out and start all over again. So what are these? craft that are being shot down in your opinion blue beam technology is that propaganda we're seeing or is this uh, actual threat i think it's the good um <clears throat> so the deep space program has those crafts with humans in it so it could be the shadow military trying to help expose everything to get people to wake up because again trauma is how people react so mm -hmm. what does that look like to get the rest of the world to wake up i'm not sure they're not going to have an invasion if anything it'll be a rescue mission because we we got past the 50 percent, so we're allowed to live what it looks like for the people that can't wake up i don't know mm. so yeah. okay so you think it might it's like a chess move in a yes. sense in a sense okay mm -hmm. Like because they're shooting them down, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, like, the fact, just the fact that the media is in, in reporting on it is alone. Like they're doing that on purpose. They want us otherwise, to know. wouldn't they want us to know they're shooting down, or there's these uh, UFOs that are being shot down all over the place. Because um, normally, what does the media do when any UFO thing happens? They don't report on it. They ridicule people who do right yeah call it conspiracy theorists yeah crazy oh it was a weather balloon. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they're saying hey it was an unknown object shot down hey ufo guys right like, it's like okay what's the agenda here why are they yeah and and that's what my question was well for one one news station actually did call it an alien invasion they said work we can say yeah. it we can say it now alien invasion that's how we can said. say it now and yeah. But here's the thing, if it's an unknown race, an unknown species coming from another place, showing up in our airspace, they're not just going to haphazardly shoot them down. Right. Like you have no idea what's going to come after that, what the repercussions would be for shooting down a foreign invader. So if they're, they're shooting them down by, quote, conventional methods, it seems like they're putting on a show for us. Well, they're not shooting them down with rockets and guns and primitive <laughs> stuff. Right. What people think of when you say shooting down, like it would, if it is shooting down, it would be like us, like a frequency weapon of some kind. Or right. Like and if you think about it, these ships have a capability of cloaking themselves, even from our right. uh, military crafts. So yeah. why aren't they cloaking themselves when these military crafts come up on them? Because they want to, they want to expose themselves. Right. Uh, 
you know, they and they're doing it over cities so that the majority of people are like, oh, my God, we're being invaded. Right. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it, it could be a propaganda. It could it could be a mutual thing. Nobody knows until we're at those seats in Congress, you know, talking about mm-hmm. how we're going to wake everybody up. But I, if I had to say we are in a, what state we're in, like state of mind is we're in rehab. You know, you, me, and the other celestial team coming out trying to talk about everything. We've we've woken up from the mystical drugs of mind control, right? So we're awake, and our job is to help the other deep sleepers, and they're going to be coming off of these, you know, mind control drugs is really what it is so everybody's in a state of rehab and, and we're like the aa <laughs> meeting right. you know great way to that's a, that's so, fantastic so we have to be empathetic about the people waking up because i i did i lost a lot of friends and now i'm getting phone calls they're like Perry, oh my god everything you said like 10 years ago and i was like i know right <laughs> right <laughs> yep. i'm like i'm here for you what do you want to know mm-hmm. so and it's and it's slow you know it's um but it's it's getting there. The sleepers are waking up, but it not everybody is going to be in a comfortable zone yet because to them it's still scary. So like mm-hmm. the regular person with the addiction is going to run back to normal. You know they they don't want that yet. So it's one of those things like, hey, I'm here for you when you're ready. Yeah. You know, right. I'll be the one to take you to rehab. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. So we're in a state of rehab. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, I I know it's the same thing. People might have laughed at our early content in the early years of the podcast. They're probably listeners now. Some of them I know are some friends mm-hmm. like, hey man, I've been listening and it's pretty good stuff, you know. Other people think we're yeah. still nuts. So <laughs> it's gonna be a rocky road for a while, but uh we'll get there. And thank you for coming forward and sharing everything that you have. You're doing some important work. So we really appreciate that. And can you let people yes. know about this event in Vegas you're speaking at? Oh, yeah. So uh, it's September, I think between the 14th, I can send you guys a link if you want to add it on there. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be big. I mean, uh, James Rink will be there. Eisenhower, a lot of big names are going to be there. Um, it's my first speaking. So I was like, really? Yay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, you know, first time I'm probably going to like, you know, bombshell it and be terrible, but no, <laughs> I'll do my best. I'm, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I got some content. I actually have 10 years of content that I can come out with, but you know, how much of that can you throw into one hour is amazing. Right. So, right. and if there's anything in particular that you feel like you want to start talking about or share in the future, let us know. You always have a stage here. You can come and okay, come back anytime and we can get into the, some deeper stuff if you'd like. So um, yeah. Okay. Well, we can. Yeah. I just want to get that out there first. And because that's going to raise a lot of questions, regardless of what everybody else's information is. I don't know why I was chosen to do it. Um, I think it's it's to help the deeper sleepers because the real deep sleepers are the ones that did a lot of traumatic things. So they don't want to wake up. You know, they don't want to remember that. You know, they could have been the ones pulling people's bodies apart. You know, why would, why? I don't remember that. <laughs> right interesting interesting i never thought about it that way me neither that makes sense though Mm -hmm. so Um, there's got to be a lot of healing in that and understanding as to why it was them why they were the ones doing it Mm -hmm. so the med beds from my the the ones that can erase all that from your memory you know allow you the life you were promised instead of the life that you had um that's kind of where i was kind of focusing on not rushing everybody into waking up 
because there'd be a lot of suicides. I mean, if people really think about the stuff that happened, it was awful, 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 awful. And we're talking about waking up. We don't think about waking up to your own memories that you don't even know that you have. Right. which would ultimately come along with like full disclosure, right? If we got Correct. something like that. So and even past life memory, right? And like other life memories, right? So you have right. full memory is like almost system overload. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Know? I had a brain aneurysm um, and that was my kill switch and I actually survived it. So, which I, I injected myself with some DNA, but I, it, that's what happens if you have too much coming in at once, your brain is still a very, sensitive tissue and only so much information can be downloaded at once and they purposefully put kill switches in our heads so heart attack strokes uh brain aneurysms that's because we're downloading too fast so slower the better but or they they turn someone off who's talking or sharing sensitive information right Um, they activate the kill switch also Mm -hmm. yep and then they sent somebody after me after that because now that my kill switch has gone inside my head i mean how are they going to kill me? They have to send somebody. <laughs> right. Well, just be careful out there. And every <laughs> thank day, you, thank you for being brave and coming forward and sharing everything. And absolutely. Um, like I said, anytime um, you're welcome back. Looking forward to the Vegas uh, event and good luck with that. And you're going to knock you. it out of the park. I know it. <laughs> you can't go wrong when you get up there and just tell your story and share the truth. Like you can't go mm-hmm. wrong. Like, right. It's not like you did some report on a subject that you're not familiar with. Like you're going up there and, you know, sharing your truth and that's what we need. So. Right. And everybody's timelines are different, but I hope that I can put a perspective on maybe where we came from a long time ago and how we got to where we are today mm-hmm. and then where we're going to go. Cause I have 700 years into the future, but that future might change. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Thank uh, you, guys. This, is, this has been great. Um, we really appreciate you coming forward. And uh, guys, I will put the link for that event in Vegas and in, in the uh, comments are in the description. And the link for our events will be down there. Also, grab a ticket, come hang out with us. If you'd like, we'd love to see you guys there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, until next time, have a great evening. And good night. Good night. There was a CIA director named William Colby, who in the 1980s said, we'll know our disinformation campaigns are successful when everything the American people believe is fake. When we realize how powerful we are when we set our intentions and we realize that we aren't just this, we are just these multi-dimensional light beings and time is an illusion and you know, it's everything's a perception then you can go forward and backwards and, and embody it and just pop out and go and do this work. You can do amazing things when we set the right intentions to do it. And I said, this is this is us on this plane. You know, like, this, that's what this is. We're going to the moon. And he said, this thing is a lot older than you think it is. And we've been going to the moon a long time. But I wrote on it. I knew that we went to the moon. And so I always knew there was a base on the moon from a young age. And our DNA is a complex recording system of the history of the entire universe the history you know of of everything that not just this timeline that we know but multiple timelines of reality there are a total of nine different categories of planets uh, in the universe 
Uh, we people on Earth, we are living on a category one planet, like elementary school students, and the Theobans, they are living on a category nine planet, like、uh, college professors. So they have been really guiding us throughout history. Tilcom let us know that this facility under the Sandia Mountain is considered an information station for interstellar travelers coming to the planet. They tell us that their facility was retrofitted into the ancient tunnel system that already existed. And as far as the bending the space-time continuum. I've had something like that happen, and what seemed like about a five-minute encounter has been four and a half hours of missing time, and I was completely conscious. And when you're dealing with a Type Three, Type Four, Type Five civilizations that can work with the different coexisting timelines, all bets are off, man. <laughs> you know, every time we have Bigfoot activity out there, we're having ETs and orbs and stuff like that. We have a lot of the stuff documented. As a matter of fact,、um, I'm a member of three different teams, and I work with people from all over the country, out in the field. And、um, we actually have documented a portal, something that we consider to be a portal、um, opening, and we sent two of our team members inside of it. Really? It disappeared, and then. Came back out. I would suggest that we take it one step further and say humanity has never known who we are. We've always been in the thought control matrix. And one step further, perhaps we could say that we're in a conscious, consciously controlled state of hypnosis. In other words, are the thought control matrix creators constantly bombarding us with frequencies that keep us from being telepathic, that keep us from remembering who we are? The thought control matrix was set up, and we have never known our potential, our power, our、yeah. beauty, our, our our incredible connection. It makes no sense at all. There is no reason for it other than the programming that we've received for generations, because it's all about order. It's all about listen to listen to your elders, listen to the teachers, listen to the adults, listen, listen, listen. And what that does is it it dims the light of the child. And it makes them feel like they don't have a voice. And why that's designed that way by the dark side, and that's in the system, is so that they grow up and they just listen to, and they do what they're told, and they're good little boys and good little girls, and they lose their sense of self. They lose their north, their true north.、Yeah. So many adults are walking around in the, in this world, they don't know who they are. So the planet itself is now beginning to split. It's beginning to divide again into a higher vibrational Earth and a lower vibrational Earth. And the race of man is dividing with it, and we're becoming less and less aware of one another. And over time, what will happen? And I don't know how long this will be. One world will have all higher vibrational beings on it, and the other one will all be third-dimensional beings, and we will not perceive each other anymore. <laughs>